everyone. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. This is the third podcast on marriage with Pastor Chuck and Pam. And we just want to say thank you for those that are listening and for those that are inviting their friends to listen. I know that Pastor Chuck and Pam want this to be a resource for those that are looking, and we hope that you find whatever help you're looking for here. But in the meantime, Pastor Chuck and Pam are going to talk today about one of the most important principles of marriage. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we're talking marriage. What's up about marriage? And my wife, Pam, is here with me. And um, I'm super excited about this topic and more than ever about having marriages be great marriages. Uh, My friend, Dr. David Smith, said that at this point in our country, only 5% of marriages are considered great. What would happen if we had your marriage now move into that 5%? Or if you're not married, what would happen if you prepared in such a way that you got ready to be in that 5%? And I I don't want to be prideful, but I think we're in the 5%. Yes, I love being married. I do. And to you. <laughs> yeah, that's the bonus. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? Whenever you want to talk about marriage, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we're in podcast number three. Um, I want to go now to a, a very important principle that I believe, without a doubt, is probably the principle uh, that has made our marriage what it is today. Uh, because without it, we would not be where we're at today. I think you'd agree with that. I so agree. So we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 2. So in Genesis chapter 2, what happened is Adam was alone. And God said it is not good for man to be alone. Now, God you know, knew ahead of time he was going to make Eve, but he wanted Adam to get ready for Eve. And so what happened, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And then what happened is he had Adam name the animals, and Adam discovered through that process that there was no animal that would fit a need for him to have that kind of intimacy and that kind of companionship. And so then what happened is God put him to sleep. And it's so interesting. I love how it says this in Genesis 2, verse 21. It says, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept and he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh at his place and the Lord God fashioned, uh, in the Hebrew word there is built a woman uh, uh, from the rib that had been taken from the man and brought her to the man. And then he was wowed by that. Uh, By the way, uh, that means for all you guys out there who say that a woman's built, she's built. (laughs) Okay, it's a podcast. I can do that joke. (laughs) Pam, you're built by God. (laughs) So, um, but then we get the incredible principles in 24 and 25 for this reason. Uh, In other words, for marriage, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall be one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now there's principles there that are the foundational principles that always will lead to a great marriage when they're followed correctly. And we've already talked about uh, um, a couple of them. One is that we have to celebrate our differences and that's because God made us to be to fit together and and so made us different so we could fit together. Then we talked last week about um, the whole idea of you have to leave the baggage from the past behind. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother. He shall leave his family, uh, uh, at least emotionally, behind to start a brand new family, still honoring and caring about his old family. But now he's got a new family that's a priority, and he has to make it a brand new thing. Now we come to that other principle. The one, Pam, you and I together said is the most important one of all of them. It says the man would be joined to his wife. Uh, The old King James Version said he would cleave to her. Uh, This is, to me, very interesting. 
The word joined uh, in Hebrew is the same word that is used for scrambling eggs. And so if I take two eggs and I, I cook them separately, they're still separate. But if I scramble them, you know what? There's no way to separate them. Nice. At that point, you can't do that because you're so intermingled with who you are. And uh, so when God brought Pam and I together, uh, we became so joined together, so intermingled together that we're not ever to be separate again. And so Jesus even said, for this cause, a man shall leave father and mother and be joined to his wife. And then he said, let no man separate them. Let nobody separate them, Jesus said. So what are we getting at? Here's where it is. When Pam and I were first in premarital counseling, Tim Coop, who changed our life, God used him to change our life, had Pam and I go to separate rooms and think about something. And the question was, he asked Pam, what's the worst thing that Chuck could do? And then he asked me, what's the worst thing Pam could do? And we came back and, and you shared yours. And what was yours? That you'd have an affair. Right, yeah. Uh, I shared something a little more um, il illustrative I won't go into. <laughs> but it was bad. And then Tim looked at us and said, if you can't forgive even that, don't get married. Yeah. How'd you feel when you heard that? It was powerful because I thought, honestly, that um, that's grounds to get divorced. But I thought, you know what? To be a truly godly person, Jesus forgave me. So I thought, I, that's, that was profound. It's like I needed to know I, was, I would forgive you. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say this. I sat there in shock. And my first reaction was to go and, and almost argue biblically yeah. that you would have a right for divorce, which you do, by the way, you do. Um, but Tim asked us to give up that right. Yeah, he yeah. did. And uh, you, on your own, prayed to God, right? I did, I did. And I knew, I knew I loved you anyway. I didn't know what our future held, but I knew I loved you and I loved Jesus enough to say, okay, we're going to go in this together, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm committed. Yeah, and I did the same thing after I dropped Pam off that night. I went home, and I, I, I mean, it was a heavy time with God. I didn't argue at that point. I just said, God, I want to be that way. Uh, Tim had said to us, and it's true, you can't uh, go into marriage with con you know, wanting unconditional love and have conditions. Yeah. And uh, we had conditions at that point. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. When they go into marriage, they think, you know, well, if you do this, and then I'm going to do this. And I don't know. It's just one of those life-changing moments for us because I thought, I'm committed to you regardless of what you think. <laughs> <laughs> or do. Or do. Yeah. 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 By the way, if you uh, anyone was here, I know Tracy's here with us. Just your facial expression, remembering back to that, how yeah. powerful that moment was. Um, you can see the emotions today have not it gone is. away. No, it was it was very powerful. So what Pam and I believed at that moment is our marriage wasn't a contract. A lot of people have a contract to get married. In other words, it's you know we can be married as long as certain things occur. If not, I can get out of the contract. Uh, we entered into a covenant with God. And a covenant with God was a promise not to Pam or Pam to me, but it was a promise to God. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I am never, ever going to not love you. I'm never, ever not going to want to be married to you. And by the way, want to be married to That's you. That's it. Want. <laughs> and uh, we were probably, I'm trying to think about it, six months away from having that uh, covenant and that commitment to God put to the test, right? Yes, we sure were. That first year was really hard. Yeah, it was. It was. And we keep saying that, and it really is true. Um, 
You know, I, I think there had to be times during the first year of our marriage you wondered, why did I marry him? And yeah. yet you did. Yeah. Why, or why did we get married yet? Because I was young. Why did we get married? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. But then you just pick yourself up and just go on because we were committed to each other. I think being in ministry helped us because um, we had a church that we had that helped hold us accountable. And so I think that really helped us as well, you know. Yeah, I agree, because I would say this, that I remember nights we did not, I mean, we fought. Uh, and um, I mean, I, we would call it fighting. We never hit each other no. or anything like that or threw things. But um, it was hurt. It was painful. Yeah. And um, I remember we would have some of those right before I'd have to go teach youth ministry, uh, uh, you know, teach yeah. our students. And you had to go there and be with me. Yeah. Um, and we had to suck it up and go um, and not drag them into our issues. Right. So the thing was, I even in the back of my, my mind, I almost pictured, man, I never want to stand in front of them and say, hey, Pam and I are done. What it would do to them. Yes, exactly. I felt the same way. And I knew we had to wrestle through whatever it was. And I did not want them to see us wrestling in that sense. I didn't want to be not honest, but I thought this is not right to bring our baggage into what we were serving God to do. So yeah, it helped me think I want to be a better person because of them. Yeah, we love God and we loved our, the students. We cared about our church too much to, to, to bring shame. Yes, yes. So, okay, so knowing that, um, you knew things weren't good. I knew things weren't good. And we knew we were joined together. We knew God had made us one. So uh, there was no getting out of it. Um, so um, I think that you probably remember the night we sat down and I looked at you and said, hey, we're going to be married forever. Um, I don't want it to be like this. Uh, are, are you ready to get help? Yes. And I said, yes, because I knew we were committed to the forever, but I didn't want to live like that. I knew life could be better, yeah. so I did. I really wanted help. So we called up a, an incredible pastor named Don Olsby, uh, and who had his, he and his wife Connie had a great marriage, and uh, they had impacted our lives in a powerful way. And so um, I remember we went to Don's house and sat with him and told him what was going on. And I think that probably a couple things that hit me is, number one, he wasn't shocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that he was mature enough to know, okay, young couples are going to have these issues. Um, he cared about us, without a doubt. Yeah. But he just right away started guiding us to God and guiding us to how we could change things. Yeah, he did. It was really um, comforting, I'm going to say. It was just comforting to, to share and for the words that, of wisdom that he was sharing on us, like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah, and so we started putting in the work. Mm -hmm. We did. Yeah, and the good news is, I'm going to say, I don't know the timetable completely. I think second year of marriage turned everything. Yeah, I think it did too. Yeah, and of course, we would always have ups and down times like every couple does. But the good news is we went from fighting against each other to fighting for each other yes. and wanting that just to be something that happened. So when a problem came, a trial came, we were united. Yes, yes, and not thinking you were the bad guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I probably was in the beginning. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, one of the things that I love is that that is why we're where we're at today. If we had given up then, if we had walked away then, we'd never have what we have now. No, we wouldn't. And I'm so thankful that we stuck it out through that. That was the hardest, I think, for us. 
But I really am so thankful that God came in and intervened and we trusted his wisdom and his ways over our own selfish ways. Yeah. And so uh, right now we're not going to violate a confidence at all. But Pam has been asked, interestingly, more than once in the last few weeks, um, what is your advice to young couples who are getting married or are married? And once they get married, what's your advice to them? Yes, yes. Don't give up. Don't give up at all, please. And you know what? Get help. If you need help, go get help. It's worth it. Yeah, and I love that. Don't give up. Don't give up. Uh, because you know what? I want to say this. Marriage is hard, but marriage is worth it. Yes. Um, and it, you know, and not everyone has the hard times we had, praise God. Yeah. Yeah, Tracy, <laughs> we don't want that for you. We, we don't. don't want you to go through what we did. Uh, but everybody can have a great marriage. I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So I love you. I love being married to you. And uh, for next week's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about sexual intimacy. How do you feel about that? I may not show up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tracy's so embarrassed she's leaving the country (laughs) and going to Kenya, so she won't be here either. So, no, we really do want to talk about that because that is one of the four foundational principles God gives. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that next week. So if you have friends and you want to play a joke on them, uh, get them to subscribe to the podcast (laughs) and they'll hear right off the bat the first one. And uh, I really do want to talk about that. And and we will do it in a very uh, biblically uh, founded way and a a way that would honor God. Uh, But we want to be honest too, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So uh, anyway, thank you, Pam, for never, ever giving up on me. And thank you for never giving up on me. Yeah, and praise God. Praise God for what we have today. Uh, by the way, if you're out there and you're struggling, um, I want you to know it's we're not we, we don't want you to feel guilty. We want you to say, okay, how can I how can I, you know, find hope? How can I get help? And there's lots of ways to get help. Uh, if you need a recommendation, you can email me at chuck at crossroadschurch.com and I can recommend some resources or people for you to see. Um, also, by the way, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you go, you know what, I tried. Um, I really, really tried, and um, it, it, you know what, it, I, it didn't work. You know, let me just tell you, God's grace is so great. God's love is so real. God never gives up on you. And so if that was an area of your life that did not, um, it, it ended up being a failure for you, a failure moment, uh, let me say this, God never gives up on you, and he has a future for you, a hope for you, a plan for you, so I want you to cling to that. So we will uh, hopefully have all of you back and more next week when we talk about sexual intimacy. God bless you guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. And next week, I actually will be out of the country. I will be in Kenya, and it's a pretty opportune time because Pastor Chuck and Pam are going to be talking about sexual intimacy. So invite your friends to listen. It should be good.